Hello, David. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. How's it going? Not so bad, man. Yeah, just uh, just chilling out in the studio. In studio, y'all. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> How are you? Yeah. Uh, as things go, Dave, you know, um, Here he goes. pretty normal. Yeah, good, good. Can I ask you something? Yes. What'd you have for dinner? Oh, good question. Uh, Thank you. It was like a, uh, a sausage Ooh. thing with... Like a whiny sauce. What, like a what, the sauce going... Eh, it wasn't very happy. Whingy. With, yeah. Uh, some onions and, and rice. Well, it sounds good, yeah. It was like a, just a sausagey splodge thing, you know? Yeah, that's what it says on the on the menu. Sausagey splodge <laughs> yeah. by Nigella Lawson. <laughs> and what sounds about you? Good. What did you have for din-dins? Uh, I had um, uh, one of the old favourites. I had a, a spaghetti bolognese. Oh, yes. Yeah, garlic bread. Can you go wrong, really? You know? Garlic bread? Yeah, garlic bread. What, what kind? Of, what cuisine is garlic bread from? Uh, I believe it to be. I don't know, Tim. Yeah, that's what I thought. Which is, yeah. makes it interesting that you're combining it with Italian cuisine. Yeah, so. it's French Italian. Right. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, I just wanted to know what you have for. I'll ask you that every week, I think. And 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 please, if you're listening, tell us what you had for dinner. <laughs> We're really uh, keen to. to well, know. I am. You're. I know you're not, but I am. I'm always interested in what people ate. Or did eat that evening. Okay. Or the other evening. Or what they will have. Anyway, it's not important. <laughs> you, okay, yeah. Wind it up, wind it up. Yeah. So, what's coming up on the show today, Joe? Well, as our uh, keen fans will be used to, we're going to start with some, um, what we would call, excellently hilarious news stories. We've got news, yes. And we've also got uh, Premier League and Champion League roundups from the weekend and the week. Indeed we do. Uh, we're going to be shedding some light on uh, new managerial departures in the <gasps> Premier League. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, another one of our returning features, Not In My Day. Yes, it's coming up. relatively new feature that we... Uh... It, you know what, David? It might possibly be my favourite feature oh, now. Oh, stop it, you. <laughs> We've got uh, Return of the Messiah, some more Jesus news um, that I will be delivering. We have, and we've also got uh, a Bastard of the Week as well. We do indeed. Um, and we're going to be discussing the World Cup playoffs to come. Yeah, look forward to that one. Indeed. Um, so we're going to be you know, weighing up the chances of our uh, long-term fan of the show, Johnny Evans, with Northern yes, Ireland. Yes, and we'll break the news to him, because I'm sure he's not aware of what's going on. <laughs> Probably not. And no. speaking of breaking the news, Dave... Oh! Oh, there's a nice little... Uh, well, I used to say segue, but I found out that's the wrong term. No, that's something you ride on. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's ride on this news wave. Here's some news that you can ride on with your Segway. Segway news. (laughs) I feel like we're becoming less and less formal with those as time goes by. I don't think they're ever formal. Let's be honest. Perhaps that was the wrong word. (laughs) Yeah. Right, so. new. This serious stuff now. News. What's oh, been going yes. on in the world? Um, we've each got a story. Indeed, we do. Shall I kick us off? Please. Okay, I'll hit you with a headline. This one's from the the uh, the Mirror. Village under siege from twenty polar bears that drove frightened walruses to dive off cliffs to their deaths. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things in there. Yeah, it's quite similar to your. Remember the story about the sheep who. Or, 
jumped to their death I or, or were story. forced off. Until you you said, well, where's the evidence that it actually well, yeah, was a bear? Exactly. And that, I was stumped. This story does have some evidence or some eyewitnesses anyway. Right. So, Good. Uh, aggressive polar bears are holding a village hostage, hostage sorry, after forcing hundreds of frightened walruses to jump off 125 feet cliffs <laughs> to their deaths. Oh. Yes. To their deaths. Just not to their... Not onto a pile of pillows. No, no. no. About 20 bears have surrounded uh, Rikapayai in <laughs> Russia. <laughs> what? What? Sorry, where is it again? It's Rikapayai. Just the way, the inflection of your voice there. Yeah, in Russia. <laughs> with one cub even trying to enter a house through the window. Amazing. A local wildlife official called the situation in the village, which has a population of just, hundred, just, of just 601, he called it alarming. Yeah, I'll right. Say. Yeah, a bit. It's surrounded by polar bears. Mm. Oh, this is. Um, if I was to think of one word to sum this situation up, alarming. It's alarming. Yes. <laughs> the polar bears were attracted to uh, were attracted by a walrus rookery in a special protection zone in the far eastern region of Chukotka. <laughs> no, I did say that one right. Are you sure? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Many of the frightened marine mammals fell off cliffs at uh, Kozanivka Cape. As they tried to flee, said one report. This is it's got too many names in it. I'm just going to stop reading them. Um, several hundred fell to their deaths, and the polar bears then ate the carcasses, reported the Siberian Times. Now the other walruses have reportedly migrated away, and the polar bears are encircling the village. So I see, okay. So the village is at the bottom of this cliff. Correct. And it's now covered in walrus carcasses. That's yes. So the polar bears were at the top of the cliff, chasing them off it. And then they went down to the bottom to feast on the carcasses and the carcasses are in the village. Well, I don't know if it's that or that. I, I don't know. that Maybe the village is on top of the, uh, the mountain area as well and they've just lost all of their walruses. Because okay. it was a walrus, a walrus rookery. Rookery. That's a hard to say. A walrus rookery. Yes. Imagine Jonathan Wass saying that. Well, I will. <laughs> yeah, I've done it. There's another quote here. Around 20 uh, polar bears remain practically next to the village, said the head of the WWF. I don't know why they're getting involved, the wrestling people. I know, yeah. Uh, Well, they want to wrestle polar bears. Yeah, his name is Viktor Nikiforov, and he's from the Polar Bear Patrol. Is he called? I think that's a tag team, isn't it? The Polar Bear Patrol. Yeah, yeah, and the members of it are the Rad Russian, the... uh... The crazy Ukrainian. Kirkinov. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Don't don't speak to wrestlers when you're talking about. Anyway, there is enough food for them from the many fo- from the many fallen walruses. But several young bears approached to the houses out of curiosity. Three days ago, a bear squeezed in a window and tried to get outside. Inside, <laughs> he tried to get outside. There's a shit hole. I'm leaving. It's clear that people are frightened. Locals are patrol- patrolling and scaring the polar bears away from homes when they approach. I'm not surprised. Pretty big bears. Yes. Scary times it for is. um what's the town called again, Dave? <laughs> so if you are in that area In the, which area is that? Watch out. It's in the village. Oh, I'm, of, I'm uh, sure of the Chukutka. Chukutka. Doesn't matter. No Russians. <laughs> um but yeah, frightening. I just felt felt for all these poor uh, walrus walruses. Wool, wool rye, wool rye, wool rusai. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty alarming. <laughs> it's it's a lot. It is alarming. That's what, you're exactly. He was right. That's yeah. what you get from the story. Alarming. Yes. Yes. Uh, 
just thought I'd uh, share that with you. But thank you. It's interesting to compare the uh, the troubles and the issues of British people against those of uh, rural Russian people, isn't it? Well, exactly. Yeah, we've all lost a walrus, haven't we? Well, from time to time, you know, they escape the rookery. And yeah, there's and a cliff there, and you know that they, they just get drawn to it. What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Probably not keep them on a rookery near a cliff. Should we move on, Dave? Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, this story I'm very pleased about. It's a story from The Guardian. Um, okay. So here's the uh, the tagline. Well, not the tagline, the headline. Yeah. All right. Paramedics save man after he swallows whole live Dover sole. <laughs> a sole being the fish, the flatfish, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the fish wriggled free after being caught and jumped down the man's throat, blocking airway and causing him to have a cardiac arrest. Oh, my God. Uh, before I would so go into a, it, he survived. He's a fisherman then? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it was a prank, basically. He was messing... Uh, prank is maybe the wrong word, but he was messing about with this fish. Um, so he was... He held it over his mouth. <laughs> but well, he's asking for it, isn't he? <laughs> he yeah, the, 20 old, the 28-year-old man got a whole live Dover sole stuck in his throat. So he just caught the 14-centimetre fish. So it's pretty... I was just going to ask how, how big it was. Pretty decent size. That's, yeah. that's half a foot. Six inches, pretty much, isn't it? Um, and he'd put it over his mouth as a joke, but it wriggled free from his hand and jumped down his windpipe and oh completely blocked his throat. Jesus. Can you imagine how that would feel? Like that. Perfect sound effect. Thank you. Think, you know, that's, um, that is scary, though. Yeah. It's alarming. Uh, yeah, it sure is. Uh, that's probably what he was thinking. It's <laughs> alarming. Uh, paramedics were called, and when they arrived at Boscombe Pier in Dorset in Bournemouth... Easier to say than the Russian ones, isn't it? A tad. Yeah. Uh, on the 5th of October, it's not that long ago, they found that the man, who has not been identified, <laughs> probably through his own request perhaps uh had collapsed and stopped breathing so it got pretty serious and they're very lucky for, that he survived in a way because um the his mates who was with were giving him cpr when the uh, paramedics arrived um but um basically the, this is a quote from one of the paramedics initially we didn't know the true extent of the situation or what the patient was choking on but as we questioned questioned them further we were told he had a whole fish stuck in his windpipe what, so while oh, this guy's choking, they're just going, yeah, so what is it again he's got oh. stuck doing? He's like, oh, God, mate. Yeah, hold on a minute, mate. So uh, so you, you're standing there fishing. Like, what's going on? Did just they just sit them down and go, look. right, what's the problem? Is he okay? Yeah. <laughs> he's got a Dover soul down his throat. <laughs> um, sure, of course he has. What okay, really happened? whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they also said um, it was clear that we needed to get the fish out. <laughs> really? That is clear. Or this patient was not going to survive. Um, uh, so I used a laryngoscope to fully extend the mouth and throat and saw that what appeared to be uh, the alter- an altered colour of tissue in his throat, which of course turned out to be a fish. I don't know why yes. he said that. He saw a tail, basically. Uh, I was eventually able to dislodge the tip of the tail. I'm very carefully so as not to break the tail off. I tried to remove it. Although this is the horrible bit, Dave. The fish's barbs and gills were getting stuck on the way back up as they were pulling oh, it out. I cannot imagine how that would feel. So um, he was left with injuries, I take it then? I imagine the inside of his throat would have been all lacerated, yeah. Oh, God. Um, so Lesson pr- learnt. Don't pr- try and kiss a Dover soul. No. Or hold it over your mouth, which is yeah. how this article described it, which is really strange. I was acutely aware that I only had one attempt at getting this right, as if I lost a grip or a piece of broke off and it slid further out of sight, then there was nothing more that we could have done to retrieve the obstruction. What about a tracheotomy? What about the old... Um, yeah. oi, oi, oi. The Scandic. Heimlich. Yeah, the Heimlich. Yeah. yeah, what about that? 
Mm. Oh, also now there's the hoi, hoi, hoi. <laughs> the, the yeah the, yeah. the uh, Russian dance you were kind of doing there, yeah. weren't you? The, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So that's my story. So he survived, but it, he had a lacerated throat. Uh, yes, I think he um, survived to um, yeah scratchily tell the tale another day. Dear oh dear, that's uh, that's actually quite gruesome. It is actually quite a visceral story, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Literally, David. Yes, Joe. Have we got time for my second news story? Well, you be the judge of that. In in that case, yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, this comes from the News from Elsewhere section of uh, BBC News. Okay. Which I'm a big fan of, because it often has just totally ridiculous stuff there. Uh, Well, we are only reporting, you know... Just the facts, Jack. Factual, interesting stuff. Absolutely. But, sure, go with it. So, uh, Russian football commentator, we're back in Russia again, (laughs) Russian football commentator walks out live on air. Okay. (laughs) I think I heard about this. Did you? All right, well, shut up then. No, no, I mean, I have. It doesn't mean they have. (laughs) True. A Russian TV football commentator became so enraged over the refereeing of a first division football match that he walked out halfway through the second half, leaving viewers to watch the remainder <laughs> the remainder of the game listening to dead air. What? No one stepped in? Well, apparently there wasn't a... Well, that, I mean, that line Anyone there, dead it. air, that suggests there wasn't a, a pundit with him to at least fill some silence. Yeah, but just get anyone in to sit there and go, oh, look, he, he's got the ball now. Yeah, just... Now he hasn't. You know, anything's better than... Maybe that isn't better than dead air. Well, depends who it is. They might uh, say some horrible things. Offensive that's true, things. That's true. You have to be careful. Live on air. Live, mm. live. Mm. All right. don't know how they do it over there. They might not have a broadcast delay. I, sh- I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Don't know about no. the Russian broadcasting standards? I, um, I, I don't know. No. Okay. The interesting thing about this is that this isn't some low-level you know, amateurish football. It's the first division. So I imagine that means it's like our championship here. Yes. That's what, that would be my... Imagine that happening on Sky Sports. I, I literally couldn't imagine it. So during the televised match between Russian first division teams Torpedo Vladimir, which I think is the greatest mm. football team name I've ever heard. That's good. Torpedo Vladimir. Yeah, that's they're hard. Yeah, I know. And uh, right, you're going to get some joy out of this, Dave. Ready? Textilchik Ivanovo. Yeah, big fan. Did you like that? Textilchik Ivanovo. Mm. Um, <laughs> the match was finally balanced at 1-1 during the second period, second half. Ivanovo goalkeeper Axel- Alexei Smirnov skittled an attacking player in the penalty area. Uh, skittled. Mm. Just means That's clattered, nice. I suppose. Yeah. Right? Instead of granting a penalty kick, the uh, and to the fury of our commentator Vladimir Nikolsky, who was the one who walked out, uh, referee Pyotr... Miroshinenchchenko awarded a free kick outside the box, even though it's clearly inside the box. Clearly inside. Clearly. And when the resulting free kick appeared to be batted away by a defender's hands, so immediately afterwards someone handballs it in the box, another clear penalty, the referee wave play on, resulting in a lengthy diatribe from the commentary box um, on the standard of the officiating. So he wasn't very happy with those two uh, decisions very close to each other. And he just got up and left. Well, after a two-minute-long rant... During which Mr. Nikolsky repeatedly called the official a disgrace to Russian football. <laughs> he got up and walked out saying, watch the football without a commentator. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so what it was based on was a a penalty that was then given as a free kick just outside the box. And then that resulting free kick got handballed. It was just those two decisions very close together. I mean... You can denote a lot from that. It's it, not if, the end of if, the world. No, if they were stonewall penalties, 
then sure, you could say, well, this referee is probably corrupt or something. But would you get so angry about that within the space of a couple of minutes and get up and walk out and ruin your career? No, I don't think I don't think you would. I think he's. I think I think what you're saying, Joe, and I agree, is this: he, he's overreacted. He might well have done, Dave. Yeah, and it, it begs the question: what else is wrong? Yeah, I think there's <laughs> there's other stuff simmering beneath that <laughs> saucepan lid. Yeah, that he uses as a hat. So he did speak to the huge Russian broadcaster Russia Today, you know, RT, after the game. Yeah. Uh, where he said... Huge now. Um, the commentator who walked out, I mean, Mr. Nikolsky, said he didn't regret his actions. Stubborn as well. I became emotional when I see... Terrible grammar too. I became emotional when I see that our team is being hurt, he said. So he's obviously a supporter of one size. <laughs> and he's the yeah. commentator. Um, he added that he was proud of the fact that during his two-minute rant, he managed not to swear. Like, that's important. And the club hasn't asked him to apologise. He walked out of his job live on air, yeah. and he's like, yeah, I didn't swear. Score. Get in. Get in. Uh, job well done. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, oh, uh, That is very unprofessional, and you wouldn't catch anyone over here doing that, I don't think. Well. Oh, I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my second news story. What did you think? Really enjoyed it, actually. Really. I think that's one of your... I think you, you've excelled yourself. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I like to think so. Good. Um, should we do some football? Oh, we've is, got. Is this podcast about football? Oh, a bit, a bit. We've got some. Uh, we've got a Premier League uh, roundup from the games at the weekend, and we've got a Champions League roundup from the games early this week. May I add a little bit of detail to that, please? It's a Champions League roundup of the games only involving the English teams. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yes. Okay, so we'll get started with the. Should we do the Premier League first? Go for it, mate. Okay, here is your Premier League roundup. This Premier League roundup is brought to you by BBC. It was a weekend of draws in the Premier League this weekend, with five of the ten games ending all square. A nil-score draw between Liverpool and Man United, while it was two-all between Southampton Bum and Newcastle. <laughs> Want a piece in the games between Leicester Shitty and West Brom Tits Up Your Bum? <laughs> Shiton and Beaverton and Bumley and West Clam. Crystal Phallus beat Chelsea me later 2-1. Swansea Titties but two past Huddersfield you up. And Tottenham Hotspurn beat Pornmouth 1-0. Manchester Clitty put seven past Poke Titty, who scored two. And Twatford beat Ars Anal two goals to one. Thank you. That was excellent. It was a lot of draws, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, I, um, I was bent double trying not to laugh doing that, as you, some of you may have heard. Uh... I don't see it's just a serious... Well, it had all the facts, didn't it? Yes, it did. Just the facts, Jack. Yes. That was his name, Jack. <laughs> right. Hello, Jack. Yes. Hello, Jack. Well, that's your Premier League roundup. Yeah, a lot of draws. Um, and then, obviously, uh, Man City spanked Stoke. That, that's really... That's all you're going to gain from that. That was a pretty phenomenal scoreline, wasn't it? And there was a similar scoreline in the Champions League. Oh, really? And we have a Champions League roundup as well. I believe we do. And it's coming from us live from Manchester. So here we have the Champions League roundup live from Manchester. This is this week's Champions League roundup live from Manchester. Liverpool break record with the biggest away win by an English club in the history of the European Cup with a 7 0 victory over Maribor. 
Hazard save Chelsea with a 3-3 draw with Roma. Lucky, <laughs> lucky United snatched a 1-0 win at Benfica as Jesus lights up Manchester with the winner over Napoli. Tottenham hold on daily for a 1-1 draw with Real Madrid. Yeah? Live from Manchester. <laughs> this week's Champions League roundup. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was... Um... <laughs> That was good. That was very emotional, as, as all of his work is. Very, you know, it's a shame he corpsed in the middle. But, yeah, uh, but it, he's, a, he's human. Yeah. Is, it, is he human? <laughs> um, not anymore. No. No. So I, live, I think he lives out in LA now, doesn't he? So, oh, I see, right, yeah. yeah. But he's in Manchester for some reason. Well, for that. For yes. The, for that reason. So that he could broadcast to us. Because yeah. we can't make a connection with LA, so. Mm. Well, there you go. There's Premier League <laughs> and Champions League. All the facts that you need there. Don't think there's any further questions. Um... <laughs> not really no, no. I, I, uh, yeah any highlights for you from, uh, the, from the games I mean well I mean it, the, I, I did think it's pretty amazing that Liverpool now have the record of um, any English club in the Champions League is the biggest away win yeah. in the history of the European Cup so not just Champions League times when it's called the Champions League but, but the whole European Cup and they, and they've, and they won finally <laughs> <laughs> yeah that key. too yeah so now they're, they're top in their group yeah I mean, I think they're equal on points with the second place, but but uh, because of their extraordinary goal difference now, they've scored seven goals without response. So it's, uh, they're huge, top in their group suddenly. Huge goal difference. Well mm. done to them. Well done to all the teams, apart from Chelsea, Drew. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yes. Oh. What's that, Dave? That, Joe. Yes. Is an alarm. It's a klaxon. It's a Do you klaxon. know why? Oh, has another Premier League manager been sacked? David? Another Premier League. Oh, you just said it. Yes, no, that's <laughs> what happened. Yeah, I was. Uh, I thought I was going to reveal, but don't worry. Sorry. Yes, he had. Who? Who is it? And and for why? Well, it's the famous literary genius Craig Shakespeare. <laughs> yes, his brother did a bit of writing as well. That's back right. In the day. Yeah. Um. Right. They all had weird names like Othello and stuff. Yeah, just many plays. No one saw them. Yeah, lots of cross-dressing and stuff. Yeah, film and TV, that's where the money is. But anyway. Did one about Henry as well. They've they've chucked him. They've chucked him. They've chucked him like the baby out with the bathwater. And for why? Well. Because they're not doing well, I assume. They're not (laughs) doing well, uh, which is true. And, you know, I don't think Craig Shakespeare necessarily is the man to take them forward so in a way I kind of agree but it was stupid to make him their permanent manager in some yeah. ways because um, I kind of felt like he was always a bit of a caretaker manager yeah um, I have a weird thing with Leicester that they do actually have a pretty good squad and they've invested heavily um, they you know the likes of Kelechi Iheanacho from City yeah. who's a very good young promising striker uh, Islam Slimani is a very good player as well he didn't he wasn't cheap um, also, Harry Maguire. They spent nearly twenty million pounds on him. Yes, good player, but wow, twenty million. Um, so I think they were expecting not to be near the bottom three. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, where, where are we now? Eight games in or something? Yeah, roughly. Um, two hands, definitely. <laughs> um, so, but I see it as a bit of a mismanagement from the people above Craig Shakespeare too employ him mm. in a way and, they, then, and then sack him four months later like if you're going to do that if you're going to make a caretaker permanent you've got to give him the time and the respect that you'd give someone more established otherwise exactly. what's the point but they are they are now a ruthless board at Leicester very 
as as most Premier League teams are, but in particular, like they say, they've they've invested heavily. They're going to want to see some return on that. But uh, I mean, the the, the Claudio Ranieri oh, sacking was probably one of the saddest moments oh, in football. Don't, I think. Please, why'd you bring that up for? Because I'm obsessed you know with emotional sorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish him well. Um, like I say, uh, in, in my in my opinion, and I never said this out loud, and I certainly didn't say it to Craig Shakespeare in person. But I never thought he would uh, last in the job. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that. Sorry, Craig. Yeah, but sorry, I was mate. I was as cynical as that too, to be honest. Um, we wish you well. Let's wish him well. Wish we w- wish, wish wish you, you to be well, well, Craig Shakespeare. We wish you to be well, Craig Shakespeare. We wish you to be well, Craig Shakespeare. And, and we really mean it. that. That yeah yeah that'll do yeah rehearsed. Uh, yeah. So good luck, Craig. Uh, hope you get back into the Premier League ASAP. Yeah. If that's what you want, you yeah, know? he might not want that. <laughs> he might not want that. He's had his. Oh no, thank you. It's not for me. I didn't. I. How did you enjoy your time? Enjoy. I didn't. I hated it. I'm off. What are you going to do? Gardening. Lands- Gardening leave. Landscape garden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So another Premier League manager bites the proverbial dust. Hey. Um, unless they do. Is there a thing like when you leave acrimony or leave, you know, get sacked? Do you do you get provided some dust that you bite? Is that a thing? Um, no, no. Okay, sorry to burst your bubble. So it is proverbial then. So he's bitten very the, much so. Bitten the proverbial dust. Who's next? Hey, hey, hey! There will be more. Hey, hey! Listen, hey, hey! Put down that. Put that down. Even put down that. <laughs> Listen here. Put down that. There will be more of that. Who's your prediction for next? I don't want to say. Because <laughs> I've got a feeling I'm going to be right. Which is, I guess, the whole point of a prediction. A bit. Yeah. No, I'm not going to go into it. Oh, fine. Leave, right it, then. leave me out of it. Leave me out of it. I, I certainly will. Uh... Right. I've got some some stories, Joe. And and if I tell you these, you're going to go, what has, the, what has the footballing world come to? No, you won't say that. You'll say something else, I believe. Uh, might I say this? Not in my day. Yeah, that's exactly what you would say. Oh, I was pretty good at predicting that then, wasn't I? Right. Are you ready? Uh, are you aware? Sorry. Are you ready? Um. Yeah. Good. Are you aware of Tim Cahill? I might well be. Yes. Well, recently in the World Cup qualification games, yes. he scored his 49th and 50th goals for his country. What an absolute goal machine! Yeah, which is Australia. Uh, as- <laughs> Yes. No, just, well, just some people might not know. True. Um, as Australia squeaked past Syria. Was that meant to be squeezed? Oh, no. Or is it squeaky That's bum what time? I've written down. Is it referencing squeaky bum time? Perhaps, yeah. Mm. This was in the Asian playoffs, mm-hmm. and it was to keep their World Cup qualification aspirations alive. Uh, obviously, Cahill celebrated his goals, though not with his trademark corner flag jousting which you may have seen him goes up and has yes. a little well, he boxes like a kangaroo doesn't he yes um, but this time he, he did it by weaving around using his arms to simulate aeroplane wings before making a T sign with his hands <laughs> it turns out the Socceroo skipper had been sponsored to celebrate this way by holiday company Tripadil of which he is a brand ambassador I n- no. Yes. Really? I'm so sorry. He was sponsored to celebrate that way. Yes. Yes. But how does that represent them? If he runs around with his arms 
Well, they're like a, a wings. They're a, a holiday company, and they're called Tripadil. I mean, you've got to, you've got to be right on the ball to get that reference when you're just watching the football match. That's what you'll I'm saying. be going. Oh, right, yeah. So he's just. Likes aeroplanes and wants a cup of tea. Oh, mate, look, he's doing the triple deal. Yeah. Hold on. Right, I'm going to go straight on there and book a holiday oh, to the Europe. Mate, I'm going to pop that in the Googles. <laughs> right <laughs> in your Google. Oh, right in your Googles. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. Oh, your oh, no, no, no. Come on, come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back in the room. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was uh, that's your first one, which wouldn't happen in <laughs> their day. Um, now, recently, this is another one for you. Recently, Leicester held West Brom... Uh, to a uh, routine one-all draw, which was covered actually in our prim- in our Premier League roundup. Uh, yeah, if you're listening. Yeah, uh, at the King Power Stadium. Um, the Kung Power Stadium. Exactly. Uh, the in indeed, Nasser Chadley's swirling free kick to open the scoring proved to be one of the standout moments in what was a bit of a dull game. Yeah. However, the fixture is sadly likely to be marked in the annals of football history as one of the darkest on record. Darkest. For it was on Monday, the 16th of October, 2017, my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Happy belated. Give me the card and present later, I'm sure. Uh, in Leicester, that the world first bore witness to the managerial half-and-half half scarf. I don't understand. Let me show you a picture. Oh, good. Oh, okay. You so, know, you get the half-and-half half scarf yes. with the two teams, which are bad enough. This one, one side is blue with Craig Shakespeare on it, and the other side is black with Tony Pulis. Who's buying that? Who is I, buying uh, that? Yeah. I mean, y- if you go to a, you know, a World Cup match, your nation against another nation, a half-and-half half scarf of the two nations with the date on it, fantastic. That's a great Not piece of memorabilia. But the managers of domestic clubs... Uh, uh, what is what is the world? What does the football world come to? What's Joe? a what's a clash of titans? You know, Craig yeah, Shakespeare. Exactly. Yeah. Shakespeare versus T- Pulis. Yeah, I knew you said Tunis. Um, it's ridiculous. I don't. Get I, it. don't I, I'm, I don't like. I don't like those scarves anyway. I can sort of see where you're coming from. Internationals, maybe. I don't like the what, the club ones where they. I mean, I would only want a, a scarf with my team on it. I don't want the other team on it. And I certainly don't want... I don't even want the, my manager's name on my, on the scarf of my team, let alone the other one as well. It's and, uh, just, yeah. No. It's no, odd, isn't it? No. Well, we'll have to post a picture of that on our I Facebook will. so you can will, all see what we're ranting about. I will about. do that. I'll do that, yeah. But uh, So there there you go. Two silly little stories that just show up how football's gone. It's gone rightly mad. It's gone rightly mad. Not in my day. Quite right. Not in our day, vid. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. Yes. So you've got something for me. I do. <laughs> uh, ooh. Ooh. It's not my birthday present, is it? Uh, ooh, belated. Right, I need to just to stop doing that categorically. Yeah, that, that voice is becoming, well... Too familiar, perhaps? Mm. I need to keep it so it's a bit more of a shock and it just pops out every now and then. Ooh! Anyway, yeah. right. Yeah. I've, I've got something for you, Dave. Oh, well, It's uh, another feature oh, that we've revived. Ooh, we're, um, we're jingle heavy, aren't we, this week? Oh, I like it. I love the jingles. Um, and it's popped up again... Uh, here it is. Jesus. Jesus watch. Jesus is back. Jesus, the Messiah, has returned. No, he's always been there, really. We just honest. haven't really paid attention to him. He we? popped over from Brazil and he's, he looks like he's in well settled into Manchester now. Yeah, well, we started this segment last, last year, start mm, of the yeah. season, and he got injured. 
So we just, I oh, was sacked that off. Not really much to say about it. And, and then a few months, oh, yeah, he's back. Yeah, I forgot about oh, that. Oh, he's, he's, he's banging him in. So uh, <laughs> tell us about Jesus. So I thought I would, uh, yeah, just sort of talk about him again because he's um, been exciting some of our BBC pundits. Not like that. <laughs> uh, uh, Danny Murphy went so far as to say that he thinks he's the best young player since Messi. Okay, that's that's high praise. Pretty high praise, right? Probably the best young player since the best young player of all time. And he's not that young anymore. Anyway, you know what I mean. Um, I mean, he was Danny Murphy was talking about his intelligence and maturity at the age of 20, 1920. Uh, well, not 1920. One or the other. That's right. Um, and I, I'd agree from what I've seen. And I'll be honest, I haven't seen him that much. But he doesn't look like a teenager just like desperate to get on the ball and bang it in the back of the net like Rooney was when he was 18 or 19. He seems very mature and um, much more of a team player than those kind of excitable striker kids are. Mm. When they, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they, so you're saying he's got he's got a message. He has got a message. Um, Which is? Goals. <laughs> goal. Score goals, win games. Right. Cheers. Um, <laughs> so saith the Messiah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he scored eight goals in 11 games so far this season. That's very well done. Quite prolific, isn't it? Uh, that's 15 in 22 for City in total since joining last season. Okay. So 15 goals in 22 games. Right. And that's 22 games, but 20 of them he started. So that's really impressive ratio so far. Um, and it also, inclusive in that, he also has six assists in those 22 games. So that means he's been directly involved with 21 goals in 22 games, if you look at it that so way. So, yeah, he does help everyone else out as, as well as himself. Absolutely. He, you know, he's put, all for the giving. Puts others first. Mm. If you were to give him some fish and some loaves, yeah, he might feed the entirety of the Etihad Stadium. Yeah, as he's saying, that's what he's saying to the manager. You give me, you give me twenty starts, mm-hmm. I'll give you six assists. That's actually, if you like, can <laughs> when you, you look do, at it that way, it's that's not, not that, that good, that, not that impressive. <laughs> do the fish thing again. Yeah. <laughs> give me wine, and yeah. I will hydrate the entire squad. Give me wine, and I will not turn up for training. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, well done to him. Yeah, he's doing well. So uh, keep it, keep up the good work. He well, is doing I've well. I've started talking like a some sort of a old. Type DJ, but there you go. Good, well on Jesus. <laughs> well on Jesus. Thanks for coming back and uh, uh, providing us with your goals and your assists. <laughs> yes. Yeah, American. Yeah, I sort of started off English, and uh, so we're going to keep an eye on him then, on Jesus. I think. On, I think we should. I think we should be like the 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 two kings from afar with frankincense and myrrh. Yeah, and the uh, other one just couldn't be asked to turn up. He's a lazy bastard. He was there the first time. He's a stupid right. bastard. Yes, quite right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, good. Well done him then. So I'll be really interested. The the thing with young players like that, they can, you know, jump out of the stocks and and score 21 goals, well, be a part of 21 goals in 22 games. But the longevity is the thing that sets the Messi's and Ronaldo's apart. Can he do it and 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 do it? And do it? No, not any more than that. Okay, yeah. So that remains to be seen. But, you know, Danny Murphy is uh, totally excited by him. Mm. So uh, we will see, we'll watch his career closely, like two close-watching people who are closely watching his career closely. Like voyeur. Jesus! That's Jesus watch, voyeurism. (laughs) Jesus voyeurism. (laughs) Could be a thing. Could be a thing. Could be. Could be. Joe, I've got a question for you. Oh, I like questions. Okay. 
I'll ask you this question and you give me your best answer. Not not your worst answer, your best answer. Oh, I was okay, fine. Okay. If you want. Can Joe. You, oh, yes. Sorry. What is the most common first name for players in the in the Premier League era? Wow. That's a really good question. Thank you. Uh I might go so far as to say the my favorite question that you've asked me in the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the most common first name in the Premier League era. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think there's a subtle reason why you're asking me this. Is it David? It is David. Oh, what yes. a great guess. Yeah, good oh, guess. I smelt you out there, 80, David. 87 Davids have graced the top flight over the last 25 years, making it the most common forename in the Premier League history. Nice. Yeah. I'm quite happy that I guessed that correctly. You did, you did. Um, the next most common names, if you're interested. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't commit too much. Uh, the next common names are Paul, yeah. 79, Steve, 62, John, 57, Andy, Mark, both 53, okay. Chris, 51, Kevin, 45, Michael, 44, and Lee, 43. Okay. Yeah. Um, the name David also holds the record for winning uh, the most league titles. Oh yeah, with eleven different players featuring in a title-winning squad: Beckham, Seaman. Yeah, keep going. Other ones. <laughs> Four of those on more than one occasion. Whiteside. <laughs> no, That's David not- Whiteside. <laughs> That's Norman, isn't it? What are you talking about? <laughs> Carry on. Oh, not David. Norman. Very similar. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me then. <laughs> um, but uh... but Joe, Davids are on the decline in the Premier League, and there are only three oh, Davids. Shame that have made an appearance so far this season compared with 32 in 92-93 season. And do you know who those Davids are? Oh, okay. Uh, David, David, David. Um, David. Uh, are they... They're not English. They're not English, no. Okay. Uh, Louise? Yes. Um, um, you need to head towards Manchester now. Head towards Manchester... I'm just repeating what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, am I going to kick myself? I might in a minute. <laughs> well, out of sheer boredom. Do you want me to tell you? Yes. I'm just trying to fill time. Silver. Oh, yes. De Gea. Oh, yes. So there you go. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And if you want to get away with a naughty one, you could have Davide Sanchez, couldn't you, from Tottenham? No, it's not included. And there's a note on here that's not because it's not David, it's Davide. Yes, that's a good um, point. Other names <laughs> which have seen a sharp fall through the Premier League era include Ian... Alan, Neil, and Richard. There hasn't been one appearance by players with that name so far this term. Yeah, they're really not common names generally anymore, are no. they? That's probably got something to do with it. Do you reckon? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, football does follow general culture with regard to names. Who's general culture? That could be an episode title, couldn't it? <laughs> a bit wordy. <laughs> let's, uh, let's put that one on the back burner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there you go, yeah. Most, most common name... No, not common as in, you know, just common. as in mostly u- u- widely used name. Most popular name in the Premier League, David. David. No Joes in the, no Joes. In, well, there were, but not in the top 10 or, you know, worth mentioning. Well, that's because it's special and unique. Yeah, special, special needs. Right. That's a bit, uh, let's move on quickly. So people hopefully didn't hear you say that. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave. Yes, David. We- yeah. Okay, oh, you're just clinging on to that now because of the yes. Premier League. Yes. We have a, uh, a bit of a kind of refreshed feature. Oh, a for revamp. You. A revamp. 
Are you ready? I'm ready. I hope you like it. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Hold your breath. Bastard of the week. <laughs> yeah, I, that that works for me. That was an uh, invigorating experience. I, I like that. Did you? Yes. Um, I, I think we'll keep it, shall we? Yeah, keep it. Yeah. yeah. All right. It. Shall we? I do. I want to play it again on the way out as well when I finish the. Really? Bastards. Okay. Yeah. I good, do. Just because I enjoyed it so All much. All right. Um, so this is uh, well, it's a regular feature with a new jingle. Pretty much. Um, it's because you know he can't be with us anymore. Let's put it that way. Well, he's not died. I don't. That makes it sound like he's not died. No. Very active. Oh, I don't know. Is too he? active. Too active sometimes. Some might say, yeah. yeah. So yeah, still <laughs> bastard of the week. <laughs> still bastard of the week. And uh, and. Who is it? Well, I have two. Uh, and the first one is the former Middlesbrough and um, Barcelona player, the Brazilian midfielder Fabio Rochenbach. Yeah. Remember I'm a, him? I'm a, yeah. Very charismatic player. He had an enormous long shot on him that he'd pull out of the bag every now and then. He had a what? An enormous long shot. Lucky him. Mm. Score the, uh, the odd blockbuster goal with his long shot. Just got off, I mean, yeah. Um, so, Brazilian footballer Fabio Rochenbach, formerly of Barcelona and Middlesbrough, has been arrested after an alleged cockfighting ring <laughs> was busted in the country's south. He got his long shot out again. He did. He got his blockbuster long shot out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a police operation was conducted at a farm in Rio Grande do Sul state, uh, reported uh, the news site Globo. It said 89 roosters were seized and more than $100,000 worth in cash as well which wow. is, equates to about £75,000 oh, not that much uh, however his father said his son was not present at the scene uh, cockfighting is also banned in Brazil obviously because they've been arrested thanks BBC um, UOL Sport reported that police arrested 57 people at this cockfighting event um, out of 147 present and it was an early morning raid close to Palmeira das Miso um, so Basically, his dad's saying, oh, he wasn't there. He was at the family farm. Yeah. Uh, it's elsewhere in the state. Yeah, uh, sure, sure. But I, I'm calling bullshit because he was arrested Why was along he arrested with everybody then, else. He wasn't there. Right. He's, he's in on it, isn't he? Definitely. Guilty by association. <laughs> with no no, uh, no trial necessary. <laughs> no, just straight to the... Gallows? Yes. <laughs> I, think I think that's what they use out there. It's yeah. appropriate punishment. Yeah. yeah. Um, Firing range. Guillotine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or just put him in a put him in a fight with a big cock. Right. He'd win probably though because he's human, isn't he? You know? Well, he'd, he'd he'd whip out his, his um, long shot, yeah. blockbuster long yeah, shot. Yeah, that's all it? he can use. <laughs> in that massive, great, big, like cockerel. Yeah. Well, hard. Mm. And then he you go. Yeah, you're fighting him. He go oh, easy. Yeah, you can only use your penis. Good luck. Go. <laughs> God. <laughs> So yeah, uh, eighty-nine roosters in a cockfighting ring. It's pretty, pretty grim. I think that kind of stuff. Blood sport. Yeah, not, not a fan. No. Not a fan. Not fair on the on the on the animals. No. So what a stupid bastard! A bastard! You utter crafty little stupid bastard! Cockfighting bastard! Stupid cocky cockfighting blockbuster longshot cocky <laughs> cockfighting bastard! <laughs> I think that's covered it. Yeah? Yeah. Shall we move on to the next one? Bastard number two. All right. 
Um, right. no. So have you stopped heard- doing that? You know, <laughs> it's becoming a bit of a tick now. It is becoming a bit of a tick. It is almost involuntary. Um, oh. uh, so Christian Constantin, Dave. Have you oh heard of him? yeah, yeah. No, no. He's the chief of FC Sion, which is a um, a um, Swiss football club. Sion, like a lion. In Zion. Almost. Right, okay. But in Zion in Switzerland. Right, yes. <laughs> um, so he's got a 14-month ban for slapping Rolf Fringer. <laughs> right. Slapped him. Slapped him? Yes. So Zion President Christian Constantin has been given a 14-month ban for striking former Switzerland coach Rolf Fringer. Striking now. Striking. Oh. Uh, the incident happened after Sion's 2-1 Swiss Super League win in Lugano on the 21st of September. So his team won. Yeah, good. Well done. Um, there was also, uh, Constantin was also fined 100,000 Swiss francs, roughly £77,000, um, for slapping. It was filmed God, slapping the, Fringer. The pound is suffering in all these uh, in all these exchange rates, isn't it? Sorry, Thank- that's not part of the story, I know, but... Uh... Thanks, Brexit. Sorry. Just bringing the political nature in there. Thanks, Brexit. Carry on. Um, so he was filmed slapping Fringer, who's now a television pundit. So he obviously had some sort of He's opinion. He's a what? A television what? Television pundit. Oh, I thought you said a television pundit. 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 That's a type of fruit, isn't it? Hello? Is it? Is it? No. You just... Carry on. Anyway, uh, so the 60-year-old is prohibited for en- from entering all football-related venues. He can appeal, but uh, what's the point? He's caught on video doing it. Fringer said he had been hit several times before the blow was caught on tape, apparently. Ooh. So all sorts of layers going on here. Um, the Swiss Football League said the uh, the violent behaviour of Christian Constantin against Rolf Fringer, um, which he doesn't deny, is clearly a violation of the rules of conduct. Really? Yeah, just the rules of life. Don't slap people yeah. or strike them. Either one. And in Switzerland as well, there's such lovely people out there. Yeah. Although they've, uh, no? they've got the highest suicide rate, haven't they, apparently? Oh. So I'll bring it down a bit. Uh, maybe the slapping was sort of a cathartic release of sadness. Yes. It's a nice end to that bit, isn't it? Yeah, you, you definitely brought the... Tone up? Hmm. Yes. Well, what a bastard. Don't don't go. Slappy bastard. You slappy bastard. You slapper. Stupid slapper bastard bastard. Striking slappy bastard. <laughs> yeah. Um so I'm gonna play the theme again. Yeah, now, do it. Dave. Yeah, go on. We'll all we'll all enjoy this. Uh, take a moment, please. Ready? Bastard of the week. Yes. I think that's only going to get better with age, isn't it? Yeah, the contrast in, in, in the voices does it for me. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful... Um, Performance. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you got for me now, David? Well, I just wanted to sort of... We, we spoke briefly uh, last time around. Well, we spoke to Johnny Evans, didn't we? We uh, did. Who, we was got co- his... who was convinced that Northern Ireland had automatically qualified well, for the World Cup. Yeah, he's going to have to cancel his hotel in Siberia now, which, isn't he? Which they hadn't, of course. They were just through to the playoffs. Now, the playoff... Indeed. The European playoff draw has been drawn. Right. Uh, which is what they do with draws. They draw them. Funny that. Um, so I'm just going to run... I've, I've got the, the draw here if you'd, like to, if you'd like to hear it. Would you like to draw my opinion upon it? I would. Let me... I'm going to draw you in with these... Right, okay. So Northern Ireland, speaking of them, uh-huh. have got Switzerland... Oh, and um, we've just spoken of Switzerland as well. We did, yeah. Lovely Interesting. people. Interesting. Tough, Although I think. slightly suicidal. Yes. Um, 
so that will be a home. The first leg will be a home uh, game for Northern Ireland. So I think okay. we should definitely speak to Johnny Evans before and after those two games. Absolutely, get his uh, get, get his, his thoughts. Yeah. Um, uh, Croatia are at home to Greece. Okay. Denmark are at home to the Republic of Ireland. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And Sweden are at home to Italy. They've... That's going to be a fruity tie. Oh yes, they've got a tough one. I yeah. think the Swedish. There. They've got to play Sweden. I've got to play Italy at home, and then they've got to play them again away. Is that how it works? Yeah, because they play them twice. <laughs> In fact, all of these teams will have to play each other twice. Oh my god! Um, so there's still a long way to go. <laughs> I mean, I uh, I don't know all these newfangled rules, but that's apparently that's what they're doing. Right. Yes. So the, the thing about Italy is that they are excellent at pulling it out of the bag when they need to. They often have a very average qualifying campaign, from what I can tell. Yeah. Um, and then they just seem to be able to put on their game face. They're always in amongst it, aren't they, Jay? They are. They are. They're getting amongst it. They do. So, we, okay, predictions then. There's four spots. There's eight teams. Okay. Northern Ireland, Switzerland. Uh, I'm going to be optimistic and go for a very narrow Northern Ireland win, maybe a 2-1 over the two legs. Okay, Croatia and Greece. I mean, Croatia, it's got to be. Croatia, it? got to be. I, I reckon a, I reckon a three nil victory over the two yep. legs for Croatia. Okay. Denmark and Republic of Ireland. Mm. Denmark have a bit of a pre- pedigree with international tournaments, more so yeah. in Republic of Ireland. They won the ninety two Euros, didn't they? They did. Based upon that alone, because I'm really not that aware of how strong the Denmark team is, I'm going to go them to edge it. Okay, and Sweden, Italy. I think I can only see one winner there. I think I think Italians. the Italians will yeah. all, they'll put on the game face and they'll win it two one. I reckon. Okay, so you're you're saying Northern Ireland, Croatia, Denmark, and Italy. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the two two Irish teams to go through, uh, but sure. but agree with Croatia and Italy. Okay, good. So good luck to everyone. Indeed. Uh, fair's fair. Fair's fair's fair. That's that's the um, FIFA tagline, isn't it? Fair's fair. Fair is fair. fair. If you're paying us enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> fair is fair except for us because we can cream all the money off the top. Yeah. Um is that is that what it stands for? Fair is fair always. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair is fair. <laughs> that's what it stands for. That yeah. Thing. Cool. Good, <laughs> good. Right, Joe. Now yes, we're gonna do this live, okay? We're gonna go for this. We are. Um, I have got some uh, factual facts, some actual factual facts, okay, for you. For me? Well, for everyone. Good. For everyone. I, I, you know, I say you because I'm talking to you, but who knows? Other people may be listening. Let's hope they do. Yeah. Um, so these are actual facts. So we're going to do the, uh, we, we do a live jingle for this. We haven't done it for a while. Bear with us. Ready? I am. In actual fact here are some actual facts. Yeah, nailed it. That was right, wasn't it? Nailed it, bruv. Yeah, bruv. Right, some actual facts from the football world. Can't wait. Okay. This is, um, this first one's a bit a bit tricky for me, I'll be honest, because it's, it's got words in it. Has it got Russian towns in it? No. <laughs> okay, ready? Yes. The, the longest football club name in the world is... Amazing. Nuit opgevun alci dorgen angenam dor vermak unnutig dor onspanning kombinati breda. Um, 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> More commonly known as Dutch uh, uh, First Division team, uh, NAC Breda. Oh, that's a very well-known club. Yeah, very well-known. That yeah. is their official not by name. Their, not by their official name. Not by that name, no. <laughs> Do you want to know what they, they translate to, their, their, their uh, full official name? I would absolutely love to know what that okay. translates to. It's, this one's easy because it is in English, um, which is my native tongue. Is it? Never give up. Always keep going. Pleasant through entertainment and useful through relaxation combination braider. <laughs> I, d- I don't I think it's a literal translation. I don't believe that. What that's like uh, FC. Let's try really hard and win. <laughs> yes, that's what it means. What? It's a good name. It's a good name. This is it's kind of cute and naive sounding, isn't it, to us? Because we're so negative all the time. But that sounds really optimistic and yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I was a bit kind of I like, like the, they start off never give up, always keep going, pleasant through entertainment. <laughs> Like it gets softer and warmer yeah. from the start. We always try and win, but just do it really nicely. Just have fun, you know. Yeah. Just, just try it. Enjoy it's important. it. Enjoy just it. Just taking part. Yeah. So Brader. <laughs> the most common. Do you want to have a go at saying the name? Actually, yes. Okay. I, do you know what? I'd love have to have a, a go. try. It's, it's there. The second line. Right. Go for it. What you mean that paragraph of gobbledygook? Yes, that, they okay. are words. Sorry, sorry, Dutch people. It's not gobbledygook. Go for it. This is Joe's interpretation of that longest, the longest name in football. Uh, Ever. Ever. Nooit opgeven. Altijd dorgen. Aangenaam. Door vermerk. Unnuttig. Door ontspanning. Combinatier. Breder. Yeah, that's good, yeah. Is it, well, exactly the same as yours, right? Like, so, yeah, you, slight, maybe slightly <laughs> more with the accent. I was uh, going for a more like southern Dutch accent. Yeah, you were right. like a coastal, like Rotterdam Dutch, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, well, of it's an easy mistake to make. Well, right, you just get the looking out the Dutch windows. Anyway. Right, Alex Song. Yes. You're aware of him? I am. Former Arsenal Barcelona midfielder? Yes. He has 27 siblings. Whoa. 17 sisters and 10 brothers. And of course, his uncle is, was Rigobert Song, right? Yeah. He's got 400 uncles. No, <laughs> yeah. 27 siblings. I can't You ima- wouldn't remember their names. And the poor, poor mother. Her poor, poor mind. Parts. Oh, what? yeah. What? What? Yeah. Absolutely knackered. <laughs> she must. No, she must be. I mean, not not it. Although it would be completely different. Oh my god! It wouldn't even look like one anymore, would it? Well, uh, let's let's not speculate. There's no pictures. I'm just scrolling through. There's no pictures of his mother's vagina. Um, <laughs> yeah, seventeen sisters and ten brothers. Wowzers! Wowzers! Wow. That's an actual fact. Mm. Okay, I've got one more for you uh, yeah. before I have to head off. Um, Mark Hughes. I'm aware of him too. He once played two games in a single day. Uh, As a professional? As a professional, yes. Wow. In the morning, he played for Wales against Czechoslovakia in Prague, Mm -hmm. drove across the border, and then turned out for Bayern Munich in the afternoon. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. That should that that could almost go not in my day as well. Can you imagine that? Now they mind about playing two or three games a week. Try two in one day, mate. That's ridiculous. Well, in those days, they just used to walk around, didn't they, really? But yeah. Not Mark Hughes. He was uh, full <laughs> throttle, if I remember rightly. Yeah, well... Um, those lovely curls. I remember him in his later years, in his twilight years, when he was the super sub, wasn't he? He was the, like, grey-haired, mm. very veteran super sub. Um, lovely little stint at Chelsea as well. Yeah, as, as an older player, and always came on and scored, right? Yeah, never yeah. started. Great just, player. Yeah. What, um, uh, an absolute... I mean, you were talking about earlier about uh, Ronchenbach's Thunderbolt. What did you call it? A long shot. 
his blockbuster long shot. I mean, Mark Hughes, he had he had a bit of a, a long shot on him as well, didn't he? He sure did. And they wore shorter shorts then as well, so you could you could really see it. Was it. really clear, waving around. Yeah, it's waving at me. Oh, it's winking. <laughs> Slight. His one-eyed wink. Slightly dewy. Dewy? I don't know what. <laughs> I'm thinking of something else, maybe. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they are your well, um, Joe. In actual fact, hit there were some actual facts. Uh, great, great. We did it. Just about. We did it. That's episode thirty-six, mate. It sure is. That's a lot. Well, well that's, that's that's it's fairly. It's a good amount, isn't it? it? Sure is. We're now pushing forty, aren't we, Dave? <laughs> Literally, as in podcast episode. Ones. Oh right, yes. Yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were having a bit, bit of a pop. I wasn't, but I suppose it could have been interpreted that way because you are and now, it, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have to do but, something special for forty and fifty, aren't we? Yeah, and that's just just thank you to people who have been listening from the start. And if you haven't been listening from the start. Why the bloody hell not? But thank do you, your homework. Thank you for joining in now. Yeah, go and listen back to the um, the first ones. Thirty five. The first thirty five. Yeah. Yeah. You can find oh. them. You can find them on iTunes. You can. You can find them on our website, roundabout.com. You can find them on uh, Android apps like Overcast and Castbox. 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 Yes. And um, yeah, just just uh, enjoy behalf of us and also um interact with us on social medias on the please, socials of medias please get in touch with us send us some stupid pictures send us your thoughts about the episode any stories that you see that you think might be a really good idea that we could talk about that are relevant to the podcast or not funny and silly stuff is perfect yeah uh also uh i think we briefly discussed dave between us the possibility of maybe setting up some form of live episode with an audience well if there's uh if there's if there's demand for it, or even if there's not, <laughs> just me and you in a room. Do it bloody anyway. Yeah. We've got all these sound bites. Well, we that, could simulate be, an audience. that could be something for the future. I would like to, well, I mean, we've already got a hardcore uh, fan following. We've got number one fan, mm. Dan. We've got... Um, Glad you said fan following. We've got keyboard warrior, uh, Henry Christopher. <laughs> keyboard I'm warrior. sure Johnny Evans would come. Oh, for sure. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Just to name but a few, um, but regular people as well. <laughs> they're welcome normals yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so maybe if that would be something you'd be interested in coming along to let us know and maybe uh, maybe for the half century maybe for the 50 we could set up something like that that would be good that would be good and then just stop oh no no keep going after that yeah. retire no I quit while we're ahead no you don't. But, uh, well so, thank uh, you Joe thank you Dave um AOB uh, no no <laughs> <laughs>